Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. And Lee. Yeah, yeah, just the three of us this week. It's great, isn't it? The t- the, you know, there's the five of us on the team and we still haven't all been in the same pod at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently we are we are getting a flood back very soon. Yay. Good. Yes, he's um, able to call his evenings his own again, so um, he'll be joining us. So you never know. Next week we might actually have all five of us on the show. No, that'd way. be exciting for for the first for the first time since Kieran wasn't on the show but was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this is confusing. Look, it's Tuesday night. Nothing, nothing's normal. Um, no, no, we've had Tuesday news. Yes. Good Tuesday, I think good Tuesday news as well. Yep, that Williams Gulf livery looks <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I thought we were going to be talking about Oscar Piastri cooking a steak for the first time. Uh, without setting a fire alarm yeah. off. Anything, anything else happened? I think that's about, that's about it. Yeah, I think I, um, I think we're about done, right? Okay, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about Silverstone instead. Um, how bad was Nick DeVries? I mean, yeah. Terminally bad by the looks of it, since yeah. he is now out of a job. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Apart from now, because the fucking internet can't agree on anything, now, now every other post is going, well, they just didn't give him enough time. I mean, some Red Bull drivers have been, well, Red Bull family drivers have been given a lot less time. I think other, other drivers, I wouldn't say better or worse, because I, 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 I don't know, but I would say... Other drivers have been given less time against stronger against mm-hmm. against stronger teammates than I, he's had. Yeah, I think this is it, isn't it? I think we know Sonoda uh, probably isn't going to be threatening for a world championship anytime soon, and yet he looks so far ahead of where um, where Devries is. It's mm. yeah, it's sort of makes Devries look not so great. I think, I think I mean, with Sonoda being Honda-backed as well, the only thing that could have saved Debris is Red Bull signing an engine deal with DAF. <laughs> can't think, I can't think of any other Dutch car manufacturers. Spiker? I think they've gone bust again. Oh, have they gone now? Okay. I think the name still exists, but I don't think they're owned by, um, owned by a Dutch company anymore. I see. But, um, I mean, not giving him enough time, yes, you could look at that in one regard, but um, a Formula E champion... Five years as Mercedes sim driver and reserve driver. Yeah. Um, Formula 2 champion. Um, brought up through the McLaren program that he was mm-hmm. on since he was about 15. <laughs> yeah, possibly even, possibly even 12. Um, he's had, you know, he's had a lot of opportunities. I think the thing that's really let him down is the car is an absolute shed. I think if the, if he'd been beating Sonoda, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm. True. Oh God, is that? And I don't even think he had. To, I don't even think he had to do better than Sonoda. Mm-hmm. I think if he just did what Sonoda's doing, yeah. and Sonoda was behind him, it would just be a case of, oh well, the car's rubbish. You know, we won't know until it's better. But for, like Sonoda's got him nailed down. Yeah. You know, there's just there's there's no ifs or buts about it. And I don't think Sonoda has all of a sudden become a top-line Formula One driver. Mm-mm. No, I mean, Sonoda looks a lot more settled this year and he's not making as many daft mistakes as he has been doing in the past. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit more mature. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, still nowhere near Gasly 
had that car last year. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, I suppose. I, I suppose for anyone else, that, for anyone that might have been hiding under a rock over the past what, say, forty-eight hours until most people hear this. Uh, Daniel Ricardo's replacing Nick DeVries with immediate effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't actually mention that bit, did we? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's people out there saying it's an odd choice as well. It's like, well, Logan Sargent, Logan Sargent, uh, not Logan Sargent, uh, Liam Lawson. Liam Lawson. Yeah. Um, he's in the middle of a super formula season mm-hmm. and he's probably going to um, win it. Yeah. If not, then he'll be looking at top two he absolutely deserves a shot in f1 but whether it's a mid-season thing or they decide he gets that seat next year and actually prep him properly for it rather than just throwing him in yeah probably is the more sensible option yeah i think i think think i've got a theory oh good lord uh lawson would have got the seat if perez had been better Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. This yeah. is exactly what I was going to say. I think this is more about Perez than it is about mm-hmm. De Vries. So seeing if Ricardo gets Perez seat next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is his audition. We know um, we know he performed well at the Silverstone tyre test today. I think his best lap was something like six tenths away from the pole time on Sunday. Wow. It's not bad going. On, well, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So... And apparently Max has been coaching him in the sim as well. And even Horner's saying he looks like he's he's got his old self back. Mm. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I I think people have got short memories. You know, you know, it wasn't so long ago uh, we had Daniel Ricciardo down as a future world champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he made that move to Red Bull, well, not to Renault, which was... I, I mean, realistically, it probably wasn't like a totally bad move for him, but his move from Renault to McLaren was certainly not great. Mm-hmm. Especially when uh, you look at what he what he achieved in his second season at Renault. Exactly, yeah. And that's his, um, his Renault tenure wasn't great, but the car wasn't great. But the difference with that was he constantly outperformed Nico Hülkenberg, who's been the revelation of the year in my eyes this, this year since coming back. Um, and uh, he constantly outperformed Ocon when Ocon was his teammate. So I, I you know, it's he's the, the idea that all of a sudden he's forgotten how to drive. I, th- I think it's much more uh, likely that this is a McLaren-specific problem. Just like everybody in the second Red Bull can't drive the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe it, maybe it's that. Maybe the the the. The Red Bull having such like unique characteristics, probably because it's a new car, um, maybe that makes it difficult to go somewhere else. I mean, look at Vettel when he left. Yeah, you know, it's, we we never got Red Bull Vettel in Ferrari at all, really. Yeah, had know. a couple of, sort of half decent seasons. Half the de- half decent half seasons. Yeah, I'd say. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of years where up until the summer break, he was challenging for challenging for world championships. Mm-hmm. And then it all went to Ferrari. Yeah. Who who didn't disappoint this weekend either? <laughs> of them. Oh, oh, we will have we will have things to say about that in a bit. I I actually turned around to the te- television at one point and said, "Ferrari, you never let me down, do you?" When I was watching the race. 
<laughs> I think it was it was Verstappen's um, radio message, wasn't it? Like, oh, I see the Ferrari have pitted. We carry on, or something. Along those lines. It was a real like, oh, they're doing something, so we're not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think half, half our Discord server noticed that and commented on it as well. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, so, so not not to get to talking about um, like Ferrari too quickly. I also found it weird that when it came to. Um, uh, the, when it came to pit stop time, you could almost imagine um, uh, Carlos Sainz asking the pit, pits for like information with a pad and pen in his hand in the car, trying to work things out for himself before he agreed to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, do, we'll, um, we'll we'll go through as many Ferrari cockups as we've um, as we've got time to fit in bearing in mind i'm very limited on hard drive space on this pc that we're recording on you have only, yeah i've only got about half a terabyte left so we can't get them all in i mean i i'm more interested about missing my son's birthday next week so we put we should probably leave it <laughs> so i mean what we've um what so what we've discovered this afternoon is they got fed up with debris very quickly mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. danny rick has improved to his I, I don't know whether they were hinting at previous Red Bull levels or just he's not crap again because they were saying he picked up a lot of bad habits in mm. um, in the years that he'd been away and he was he was struggling in the sim but I mean obviously the sim and the real car are worlds apart and he's proved that he can actually put a good lap in we don't know what the rest of it that what the rest of the session was like because it's a pirelli tire test and never released the data from those but yeah we get we get to see the honey badger back on the grid yeah i'm, I'm glad i but I, I agree with you though i do think it this is all about um Perez Next year. At, yeah and the possibility of replacing him mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely it's definitely a warning shot because you know, I mean, Red Bull or the Red Bull organization do not need to point out to any driver that they've currently got that they will get rid of someone mid-season. Mm. I you mean, know. Marco has been saying he's not happy with De Vries for about a month now. So, <laughs> yeah, when he, what was it when he was doing the media the other week and somebody asked him about Perez and he was like, "Well, he's doing better than De Vries." Uh huh. Mm. You know, make it interesting for the rest of the year for Perez now that that distraction has gone. Yeah, that is going to be um, that's going to be interesting to see how he can hold himself together. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's on five races without making it to Q three. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll come on to that. Oh, we'll uh, we'll we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, there was some other news that came out this week, and it's been completely and utterly overshadowed. But uh, Mercedes have now given up on development on uh, this year's car. Oh, have they? And they've also christened it Diva Two <laughs> Obviously, the first diva was twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. I think that was a diva when they were still winning stuff, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so this must be a yeah double diva. Yeah, because now it's a diva and it's not winning anything. So yeah, it looks like Mercedes may have peaked for the season. Interesting. Do you think? I I've, I mean, I've listened to like interviews with Toto Wolff and stuff like that, and um. I still get this feeling that there's a denial from Mercedes that they're actually in trouble. Mm. They just think, oh, at some point we'll just, it'll all just click mm. and it'll be fine. Yeah, like Gary Anderson was um, 
uh, pointed an interesting thing out because he was he was sort of saying, well, you know, the issue they've got is with the floor, so they bring a new front wing. And he said, what mm. they they just they're just putting a band aid over a known problem. Um, and his his point of view, I, th- I think, was, you know, it's they'd be better off trying to trying to work out what's going on with the floor mm-hmm. rather than spending time on a, a new front wing just to to try and like mask the problems that the floor's got. Yeah, I mean, you'd think they'd be getting a lot of outside help on the floor now after everybody saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I mean, normally, if someone decides they're stopping development at this time of the year, it probably means they're looking towards next year's car. So they must be confident they can do a good car next year, or they wouldn't be giving up this year. Yeah, I mean, the, the regulations aren't changing too much for next year, so I wonder if they are going to bring, say, a new floor in mm-hmm. that is going to be the prototype of what will be seen on next year's car when it breaks yeah. down in Monaco and gets craned over the crowd again. <laughs> but, like... They, I mean, this is the thing with Mercedes, and they keep saying like, and you know, you'll you'll get the messages from Total Wolf coming over to Lewis Hamilton going, "Oh, I know the car's bad. We know we have a bad car. You got a sec. You, you're holding second in the championship right now. So like, you know, you, you, your car's not that bad. It's not like the Mercedes of old, obviously. Well, is uh, is it a case of um, more? We know the car's bad, but at least there's two of your scoring points. Thank God for Stroll. That's why we're second. Yeah, I know. I I, th- I think there is there's an element of that, but you have to think that they've come from a higher point than say McLaren, and I, I don't think all of a sudden McLaren are top three team. You know, I, we'll get a better we'll get a better idea this weekend. And I think Lando's already said he still thinks the McLaren's a terrible car in the in slow corners. It's it's next weekend. We will get a week off. All right, and. Um, <laughs> The but but the thing is, if McLaren, with what what they constantly refer to as like an antiquated um, wind tunnel, if they can jump up from what was almost the worst car in the grid to a point where I mean, on pace, Lando was never going to win the British Grand Prix, but. He hung with uh, Max Verstappen to an extent, you know, mm-hmm. and he he nearly took pole position. Yeah. So if if McLaren can do that, and if Miss and Mercedes are absolutely convinced that they can build a better car, why haven't they managed to sort their problems out to at least a a similar level? Yeah, I mean, they um, the Mercedes should have got past Lando on soft tires at the restart mm. and didn't. Yeah, I've been I've been saying this since we started this podcast in 2015. Uh-huh. Mercedes don't know how to build a car to follow. Well, they should That's do by now. They've had a couple fair. of years practice. Yeah, yeah. and they, they should and have plenty of not, data on it. But they've had many years of building a car that's able to lead. Mm. I think that that that's a fair point. I mm. do think that you had a um, like a tremendous like job from Lando, defense wise. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I think you're right. You know, we we've seen it for ages. You know the uh, where Lewis would be catching somebody if he was in second, he would get so close to them, and then that's where that's where it would stay. Yeah, yeah. That you know that 
it may well be that they've got a really fast car. It's just utterly crap when it's not in clean air. And yeah, that's, that's that's what they built for the last few years. Mm. And it just so happened that they had six years on the trot of having the fastest package mm-hmm. and they could get away at the start. And it was both Mercedes as well. You know, like but neither yeah. Mercedes could get this get themselves around a McLaren with a tire advantage. Mm. Yeah, because they, mm-hmm. they, they were both behind. Yeah, but... it was McLaren Mercedes, McLaren Mercedes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do the Should we do the Silverstone review then? Why not? Let's start with the national anthem. Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> right, I missed this because oh. I didn't watch it live. Oh, oh god! Oh, god, have you seen it on YouTube yet? No. Oh my god! I I would conservatively estimate I've watched it twenty times. Wow! It's it... it's stunning for all the wrong reasons. It. I mean, who, who is who was it? So it's Damien Lewis, the actor. Right. Uh, not a vocalist, uh, or not known for his vocal. Although Kieran did send us a message before we started saying uh-huh. that he found a copy of a Damien Lewis single in the only record shop on the yes. Isle of Wight. Um, some of my favourite tweets about it were that he's obviously watched the Elvis movie a bit too often, um, or was trying to be Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys. It was him, accompanied by a saxophonist, which is not a traditional instrument in the uk national anthem in a sort of jazz style my favorite word is his and he somehow makes the and last for about five seconds i can't decide if he was in on it i can't decide if he deliberately if he knows it was as car crash as it was the closest (laughs) the closest thing i can compare it to is when fergie did the american national anthem at the nba all-star game a few years ago and tried to turn that into a lounge jazz oh Oh, oh, here we are. Oh, oh, uh, are we, we going to get a live reaction? Here? I hope so. No, uh, I, I, I can't find it. Well, we'll, we'll send here. There's mm-hmm. someone. Let me see. I've sent it to many people. I might be. I might have it somewhere. Right. What I'm going to do? Why I'm... is it? Why is it started like porn? Yes, it's very is sax. I was just waiting for the vocals to kick in. Oh, this this is this is making for stunning audio. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> How have you managed to get from Sunday afternoon to Tuesday without without seeing, hearing, experiencing? Like, I, they yeah. they haven't even like put the official video of it up. That was just something I've I've, I've turned it off now. <laughs> that, that was just something somebody had put up. That was that was like trackside that recorded on the phone. <laughs> The why best... do right? Why do they do this? I don't know. They had like, they had Liam every... Payne on the grid who sings. They had Sam Ryder on the grid who's a singer. They, he, he did last year. He the did car. last year's. Yeah. I'm sure they could have got an actual semi-respectable vocalist. But like, can we just can we not just have orchestras? Is that not or fine? an orchestra yeah, that, is an option? Yeah, that that's what we do when everyone's on the podium. Instead <laughs> of bothering with this, could we not just play the same tune? <laughs> well. They don't have an orchestra. They've got a CD usually. Sometimes they do orchestras. Oh, the, they, yeah, they have yeah, the occasional orchestra. They have uh, no, certainly at Monaco. They always have a band. But like the national anthems when they're sat on the grid, yeah. Why don't they just play the national anthem of the country they're in when you know all the drivers can stand at the front? We just don't look around. We just look at the drivers. That's fine. 
because looking at the, uh, the particularly the British drivers trying to keep a straight face during that was bonus entertainment. <laughs> There's a bit where I think George Russell is on the verge of cracking up, so sort of nods like he's nodding along to it, like it, like a head bang. <laughs> it's like George, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, we we've usually got our chat going on on a, on a Sunday afternoon when the race is on, and there is usually a comment from at least one of us about the anthem mm-hmm. while the anthem is happening. Because yeah, the, yeah. the bar is pretty low. For an F one national anthem, it's never like they never they never get a sort of world class opera someone or other. It's usually someone a bit B spec. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we weren't expecting miracles from it, but Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, uh, like you said, at least get a singer. <laughs> so moving swiftly on from that, although it may require therapy, um, yes, qualifying. Lando Lando looked like he'd got Pearl. I mean, he was fastest in Q1 and Q2 as well, wasn't ah. he? Oh, that's what he said in his interview. I can't remember if he I was can, or I not. can't remember. If it, I wasn't paying that closer attention to top of the But, I mean, it, it was a hell of a surprise seeing a McLaren that far up that consistently. Mm. Mm. And, you know, it does fill me with hope for McLaren, in certainly in Monza and Spa. And into next year. Yeah. Yeah. Because cause what this proves is, it proves that when, when they turned around and said, look, we didn't meet our targets, we've, we've gone the wrong way with this car, we've had to do something, that they were right. Mm. They identified the issues and they knew what they had to do to fix them. This is, this is what worries me more about Mercedes and makes mm-hmm. me less encouraged about them being able to turn it around next year. Um, but yeah, it's like, they, they've all, they've got a good team there as well, you know. Like Piastri's, I, I don't think he he's he hasn't been underwhelming like through most of the year. I, I would I, and he hasn't like blown the barn doors off anybody. Mm-hmm. I would say he's whelmed. Yeah, uh, he's kind of where he should be, really, isn't he? He's yeah. not as on the pace as his more experienced teammate, but he's not mm-hmm. miles off it either. Yeah, but uh, this week he was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came. Pre-packaged with a hell of a lot of pressure, though. Yes. Just for everything that happened last August. You know, Very true. yeah, yeah. In fact, it's probably helped him to be perf- to be perfectly honest. The uh, the car not being great. Yeah, because it, it, it kind it kind of took a lot of um, kind of took a lot of the focus away from him. Yeah, he could hide a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's let him develop because. He's certainly done well with that, but we'll get we'll we'll do McLaren in depth later. Mm-hmm. But I think firstly, it's um, it's going to be Alpine, isn't it? Because yes. they had technically a DNF and an 18th because Gasly was uh, Gasly was classified because he did the ninety percent. So for anyone on our um, prediction league, um, that's why there was only two DNFs because um, Gasly managed to do over um, 40, 44 laps. Sorry, forty five. Um, not a great day for him. No, not was not really anything sort of the drivers themselves did wrong. I mean, Ocon's car shat out a load of hydraulic fluid, I think, and and Gasly got strolled. Yeah, mm. it is what it is. But they weren't <laughs> they weren't exactly setting the world alight before that. 
Maybe. Uh, this is because they've got the two most mid drivers <laughs> on the grid. Both of those make a really good number two in a mid grid team. Mm. They've got no lead driver, and I think that's that. That's why the whole team looks a little bit at water, like at sea. Yeah, I mean, I think of the two, I think Ocon has been the stronger this year. Without actually Probably. looking at where they are points wise, I feel like it's been Ocon. But I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, not in a sort of you know setting the world alight kind of thing. He's just been kind of just because one yeah. of them has to win. Yeah, he's mm. been there or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, I'm thoroughly bang average. I mean, we're talking probably Alfa Romeo levels of bang average. And again, <clears throat> I think that it, that is another team where they don't have a lead driver. They don't have a car. Um, they're also in a, like a massive transition period as well. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a funny f- a feeling that like Alfa Romeo, as much as the race team would obviously be doing its like its damnedest while it's while it's on the grid, um, you, you, there must be like a massive restructure going on behind the scenes as well in that team too. Yeah, as I said, it's just kind of like weird. Nothing of a year for them, really, isn't it? Where they're not. Have we done with Alpine? Are we properly on? Oh, Alpine? and there's not there's not a great deal you can say apart Fair. from hydraulic fluid and um, a stroll in your yeah. side pod. But yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Alpha sort of it doesn't really matter what they do this year because there's a lot of change coming. And yeah, I mean the only question is which one of them is Carlos Sainz replacing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it 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 sounds that way, doesn't it? Well, he is um, he is favourite to replace, and mm-hmm. do you know what I think? Bottas is done at the end of the season I think Bottas yeah it feels like he's sort of looking to life post F1 doesn't it with like his cycling stuff and some of his rallying bits and pieces it feels like he's and his gin and his gin of course the gin although everyone that drives or rides anything these days has to have a gin we saw yes. two di- two different riders gins during the like, TT yes I feel like we've touched on this previously mm. the, the gin situation um if anyone wants to do a three legs, four wheels gin, just uh, just hit us up. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I I feel like he is sort of yeah, definitely kind of setting up that what Bottas does after F one path. If um, if I was Alfa Romeo, mm. uh, which is that'll be Selber again next year, I think will it? Um, yes, it will because I think this is this is the last year of the sponsorship deal. Mm-hmm. And then it's two years of Sauber before yeah. full fat uh, um, Audi. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would uh, get Nico Hulkenberg and Carlos Sainz. I think they may need a very strong crowbar to prize Hulkenberg away from Haas. <laughs> well, it's, he's only got a one-year contract. That'll change by the end of summer. But yeah, but the I mean, you'd be talking to him now, though, wouldn't you? And oh, if yeah. If you were to give, I mean, how, how you could probably give, you could safely give Hulkenberg two years and a year option. So you could give him two years in Salba so, while you're uh, working stuff out. And then if he does the business for you, that means you've got a German driver if you want to extend his contract for a year. Yeah. Uh, when it becomes Audi. Um, I th- you've also got a cheap driver that's, experienced as well if you're trying to build race cars you know like for for a new team mm-hmm. you could you could do worse than science and hulkenberg 
Oh yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Of yeah. course, if, if if they're not trying to get Lando Norris, they're wrong anyway, because that's. Oh well, Helmut Marco said that uh, Lando Norris would be the ideal uh, teammate for Max Verstappen. The, Interestingly enough, yeah. the, uh, Daily Ex- Chris, the Daily Express, Horner. the Daily Express, have got him down as uh, science's replacement at Ferrari. Oh, I thought I heard it was um, Elbin last week. Jesus Christ! Here we go. Silly season um, is warming up. <laughs> Christian Horner uh, was in an interview for some reason. He seemed to just be having an interview talent. Uh, whoever it was that he had a barbecue after the Grand Prix and invited yes, he all the drivers. Very excited about his barbecue, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but he was saying he said, "Oh, he said uh, he said it was good to see Max." He said Max was uh, very excited. He said he 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 really enjoyed racing Lando <laughs> as they both have a lot of respect for each other. And it it, it, it was just it, it's right reading the interview. I thought it, the 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 Norris love was odd. Mm. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think Lando came through any of um, Christian Horner's lower formula teams, did he? He no, was, um, he was, so. he was he always was, Carlin. Yeah, I was going to say he was Carlin rather mm-hmm. than Arden. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well. Mm. He's, I mean, to be to be honest, he's probably been around a bit because they're all in the same paddock, and oh, yeah. you know, Lando and Max are pretty much best mates. Yeah, I mean, they're on the so, same. They've been on the same esports team on various occasions. Well, well, no, they started the esports team, didn't they? They like they, that was their 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 jump into esports thing was them as a team mm-hmm. doing things. Oh, right, I didn't realise it was actually yeah. them, them that had uh, them that had started it. Yeah, it was the, they they used to do like to do events together, um, and then I think Lando the because they did they were Team Redline. They were, I team Redline. which Max yeah. still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that that then Norris formed that what what's the what's his t- uh, esports team i forget we were try we were trying to remember quadrant. this last week quadrant, quadrant. That's a thing. yeah yeah but um i i i can see it like i i i mean it just lando in general would be an ideal person marketing wise for red bull do we think the friendship would survive yeah, I think so because I don't think um, I don't think Max is a twat. If I'm perfectly honest, I think Max Max seems like a pretty level guy. Yeah, but you've only got his father to compare him to, and um... <laughs> I like him too. <laughs> but uh, you, know, do you know what I mean? I think he's. I think if Max was beaten fair and square. I think he would be more upset with himself for being beaten than he would be upset with the person for beating him. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, Max, I, don't, I don't. I don't think he'd be an excuse finder. No, if, if Max was beaten fair and square, then Yoss would dispense a punishment beating. <laughs> there is some I, story, isn't there, about how um, he fan. lost once in karting and Yoss left him by the side of the road. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when he was like ten or something. The um. I yeah. I. I I I'm sure that has been uh, like ma- made bigger than it actually was, but I kind of like it. If I'm honest, <laughs> I, I mean, he must I have do. gone back and got him at some point. He obviously isn't yeah, still there. I kind of like it. The, uh, yeah, it's kind of like landing a plane's the easiest thing to do. You don't see any of them stuck in midair, do you? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, because I see I see lots of like hate online for like Max for for Joss Verstappen when it comes to Max and like the father thing. But 
in the end, what Jos Verstappen did was breed arguably the best Formula driver Formula One's ever seen, and the uh, <laughs> they they still appear to be like really close and pretty good, like pretty best pals. You know they they they've managed to have a successful career through Formula One without uh, rumors of his father shagging his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, when it comes to helicopter parents, Yoss is obviously some kind of black hawk. What <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that shows exactly what we thought of um, Alfa Romeo this week that we've just sort of started talking about Done them a little silly bit. Silly season instead. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about Alfa Romeo's race actually. Um, Bottas no, got I disqualified couldn't. from qualifying because they didn't fuel the car yep. enough, and I think that was about the most notable thing that happened. Fantastic. Yeah, that's it. Well done, Alfa Romeo. Um, <laughs> other anonymous cars to feature were also Alfa Tori. I mean, we've already talked about Debris being... Yeah, so bad he now does not exist in this conversation. Yeah. And... Or the sport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Sonoda came one place ahead of him in 16th. Um, slow car. Yeah, obviously didn't get on with the track and yeah. Not much, not much else to add. No, I'm just looking at the fastest lap comparisons, which is something that I don't often do. Um, yeah. Why are you doing it now then? I don't. Well, just to show how slow the car was, um, the Alfa Tauris were the 17th and 18th fastest cars. Ah. Um. Yeah, Sonoda's fastest lap was round about. Four and a half kilometres an hour slower than Max's fastest lap. Who was slowest? Would it have been Ocon? Uh, yes, it was. Because mm. uh, he was obviously heavily heavily weighted down. Yes. But, yeah, when the, um, you know, the cars are that slow. Obviously, we know Debris didn't just get sacked for that race. You know, it, it, it's been the lack of points, the um, attraction to the side of Magnuson's car, because he always he always seems to um, he always seems to run at a K Mag, or he has done recently. Um, yeah, AlphaTauri just do not have a very good car. I'd like to see what Sonoda will be able to do next year, because I think he's going to be there again. Yeah, I think I think he'll be there again. He's he's lucky, isn't he? Really, he's lucky that. Uh... Um, De Vries hasn't like kicked on. Well, don't forget, Sonoda was completely developed by Honda, who are still working with Red Bull until the mm. end of twenty twenty five. Yeah, if it had been the mm. other way round, if it had been De Vries getting the kind of the okayish results and Sonoda off the pace, it probably wouldn't have been. We wouldn't be seeing yeah, Daniel Rick on the grid. It wouldn't have been this early, certainly. Oh, they'd have just sacked Perez now and brought Danny back into the full fat team. <laughs> yeah, can't really, can't, haven't really got much more to say about him. Um, it was kind of an um, an anonymous bottom half of the race because the people that were there weren't there because they cocked up or because they had debacles. They were there because they weren't quick enough. They just weren't all that quick. And, um, look at Haas. Mm. Yeah, um, Hulk in 13th and K-Mag lasted 31 laps. 
until he had quite a spectacular fire. <laughs> yes, he did, didn't he? I'd kind of forgotten about his fire. Which, of course, brought out the safety car, which, of course, brought out all the pit troubles, so Ferrari managed to get screwed over by their own engine, not in one of their own cars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Haas didn't have the pace either. You, you can tell what kind of circuit Silverstone is just by looking at the results. Because it really, it, it really is, for the most part, slow, slow cars at the back, apart from 14th, which is slow driver who didn't get a toe off his teammate. <laughs> but, yeah, Haas didn't do anything badly wrong. They didn't do anything spectacularly right. They just turned up and raced at their pace. I think Magnussen was midfield-ish when the car let go, I can't remember. I, I think he was sort of, yeah, outside points, but not last. Yeah. I think. But I think with everything that was going on at the front, that's what made the back half more uh, more anonymous. Yeah, which in a way is quite a nice thing, isn't it? That we weren't just watching the back markers for something to look at. Yeah. So I think next we'll probably have to move on to... I think really technically Williams. Sergeant, um, I was really hoping he was going to break his duck. Oh, he got so close, didn't he? Yeah. I think he lost out... By 4.1 seconds in the end. Mm. And, yeah, that was... Um, I thought he, cro- he actually crossed the line 12th. Yes, but, but uh, Stroll be- had the penalty for Because of Stroll's penalty, he gets classified Gasly. 11th. Mm-hmm. But he, he, was, he was on it all weekend. He was not what we've come to see from a number two Williams driver over the last few years. No. Yeah, so he's now got more, if but not all of the updates that Albon has got. Is that where they're at? Yeah, I think there's only I think there's only one update that he hasn't got, okay. which I think was um, I think it was I heard front wing end plates. Interesting, it's a weird thing to leave to last, but okay. Mm. But he's he's got all the major ones, and well, the updates seem to have definitely done something on that car for the for the faster circuit. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice seeing Williams a uh, bit more on it. Yeah, I mean everyone's everyone's been saying this season the Williams is quick in a straight line, and that's that's always been their thing mm-hmm. since the um, since the shit days started. It was you know um, there's been some races where there were two and three laps behind, but they were the fastest car through the speed trap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the. Um, they've made a car that goes quick, but now they appear to have made a car that can turn corners as well. All right, it's the high-speed corners at Silverstone, because there's only really um, one particularly low-speed, maybe two low-speed sections, the uh, the Loop and Vale. The, the slow, two slow corners, and everywhere else you do carry a lot of speed through them, which plays into their hands. But just some, just some of the times that they were putting in during qualifying as well. You know that was um, that was really impressive, and seeing uh, seeing a Williams almost make it. To, well, both Williams almost make it to Q three. I think Sergeant just ran out of um, ran out of ties and went mm-hmm. out too early in Q two. But, yeah, this isn't the great resurgence of Williams, but it's good to see that there will be circuits where they can be competitive again. It's progress, isn't it? Yeah. I I think it's massive progress for them. Yeah, you don't don't want the... 
you don't want the big jump from back of the grid to race winners because then you've got further to fall. You need to progress it gradually and then you can maintain everything. I think um, they need to sort the sort their issues out though before they lose album because mm-hmm. they can't they can't hold on to him for much longer. Be, you know he's he's got another uh, he's got another two years. I think it's one year plus option, but mm. Ferrari are being linked. Mm. Yeah, I think Ferrari like that would be that'd be a great move for him. Yeah, you know I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really wish Ferrari on anybody, but. The from from where he is to to be all of a sudden be a Ferrari driver and in in the, the and and therefore then in the window of mm-hmm. of other teams if if should they come knocking because I I don't think Ferrari going to sort themselves out win a championship anytime soon. Well, I mean all all that depends on whether Fred Vasseur can actually communicate the wholesale changes that he wants to make. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like it. It's, as funny as it is to watch Ferrari fail every single weekend, <laughs> we need another team to start challenging. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, can Fred do it? I don't know. It, it's it's like a football analogy. You know, manager comes in and says, all of a sudden we're gonna we're gonna play five three two instead of four three three that we played for the last 10 seasons and then you wonder why they're getting um, floating with relegation. Mm. Alban did, of course, drive for ART in GP3 and F2, which is Vasseur's team. It is, was, he did, didn't he? Mm. Yes. Um, so, there, yeah, there is there is a connection there. But I'm, I'm just enjoying seeing what he, what he can do in the Williams. I think this this is the best move that he could have made. Yeah, fresh start, low bar of expectation probably at Williams, certainly in his first year, and it's just, yeah, just grown it. It's good. Yeah, and uh, is it Williams? Are they now overtaken Alfa Romeo in the constructors? I think so, yeah. Uh, yes, they mm-hmm. have, they're up to eight. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, Albon finished ahead of both Ferraris, that's... Where Williams are at. That was the that was the next thing I was getting to. That was he was genuinely faster than them on mm-hmm. on on pace. Yeah, because yeah. he he overtook to get in that position. Yeah, before he had to. I mean, he defended quite well towards the end because they looked to have a bit more pace late on. But yeah, he put himself ahead of them. Yeah, and qualifying fast, um, qualifying in ninth as well. But I think in one of the sessions he was ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was very disappointed with his qualifying. Mm. Uh, yeah, Q, uh, Q2, qualified faster than Science, even though he went out after him, while the track was still evolving. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, Science went out after Albon, yeah. while the track was still evolving, and Science couldn't actually catch Albon's time. Albon was also catching Alonso, wasn't he, towards the end of like, the last few laps of the race as well? You know, yeah, a, another so, few yeah, laps, and he'd have been on him. far off. Yeah. Yeah, what was the what was the gap in the end? Uh, six tenths, point six eight. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a bit of a DRS train. Uh, yes, God, God yes, it was. <laughs> but yeah, that would have. Um, I mean that that would have that would have been one hell of a one finishing finishing faster than Alonso in a car that's finished on the podium countless times mm. this season. But it it makes me remember. Um... When he he initially got dumped out of Formula One, and uh, 
Do you remember that interview with George Russell where George Russell said that Red Bull need to sort themselves out because they're making Albon look like an idiot? Yeah. And uh, then I think he, he ended the interview by saying, it doesn't matter, it won't be his last turn in Formula One because Albon, Albon's far too good not to find his way back into Formula One. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was bang on, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he's um, he's got he's got that one hundred percent right. Um, he's now making Red Bull look like idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, especially especially when the binning drivers when they're off scrambling mid- around for a quartet of drivers. Yeah, and he's there um, out outscoring two of the drivers that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if Ricardo doesn't have a good second half of season, Red Bull may come groveling back to Albon. Mm. Oh, yeah. I wonder if you take that over Ferrari. Ooh, tricky, actually. Mm, no. that, that'd be a that'd be a hard one. Been to Red Bull, you, you, know what you're getting. No, you it do didn't have to wrestle great. that team off. Yeah, yeah, you have to wrestle the team off Max, don't you? Uh-huh. That's the thing. But yeah, Ferrari, complete unknown to him and to themselves, and to themselves <laughs> sometimes. Mm. Yeah, interesting one. I think I think Albon would have Leclerc. I think I think of the two, I think I probably would roll the dice on Ferrari. Yeah, you can go to Ferrari, be shit, and get a chance somewhere midfield afterwards. Yeah, as well. Whereas I think if he goes to Red Bull for a second time, and it goes wrong for a second time, that breaks your personality. That's the point at which mm. okay, you are not a front-running driver. Yeah, because Ferrari have never broken somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I think Red Bull have broken more. That's fair. That, that, yeah. like, that is, but we are like, um, we are talking like the difference in, well, like serial killers, for instance. <laughs> They've all broken people, but who's worse? <laughs> Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. Um, right, well, well, talking talking to drivers that Ferrari broke. Let's do uh, let's do Aston Martin. Probably the only binary team on the grid. Yeah, what was yeah. up with Stroll? Um, generally, well, he complained in qualifying that he'd broken a mirror, and I want to know who told him. because <laughs> he yeah. didn't look and see that himself. That's fair. Unless they actually installed a broken mirror and it was only during, at the start of FP1, and it was only during Q2 that he looked at it for the first time and realised that it was bust. Mm. Um, yeah, he, well, he was nowhere this weekend. Well, he was. He was in, uh, in Gasly's side pod. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I uh, mean, that was a clumsy incident, wasn't it, for starters? That was, yeah, yeah not, not great. Yeah, didn't make didn't make it through to Q three, um, probably because he didn't get his usual toe off Alonso, because that's that's usually what um, usually what gets him his pace. Because I mean, you know, sixth in, sixth in Q one. Yeah, that's and then it's it's odd though, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. there's because cause he's not bad over one lap usually. Stroll Stroll's qualifying is terrible. Is it? Yeah. Oh, hasn't God, he, yeah. Hasn't he been okay this year? He's, he's, he's been better. He's been better this year because Alonso keeps giving him a toe. Uh, maybe okay. 
Um, yeah, how many Q1 exits was it on the trot last oh, year? It was ridiculous. Oh, it was loads. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, though, car was a dog, to mm-hmm. be fair. Um, I, I, what I did find weird, I found the um, driving around the outside of Gasly off track odd. Yeah. Because it, I. I, I I read that the no was it was lap... it was it Ocon that he drove around the outside of no I don't oh, I think thought, I don't I think he had Gasly. time enough to get to Ocon yeah Ocon see I personally like well, well, I actually don't think that was his fault I definitely stemmed towards I think Gasly pushed him off a little bit so yeah but if you're I, off I you can't just like lunge back on wildly and hope the other person well, he, isn't there anymore I, I don't think i don't think he didn't right lunge back on he just hold, held the position on the outside and essentially overtook off, off oh track. i'm with you on, on that bit yes sorry yeah yeah um but the funny thing with that was that lap was disallowed so he did officially go off track because the lap was disallowed mm-hmm. he wasn't asked to give the place back and gasly didn't get any sort of penalty or warning for pushing him off the track so it was just like it's just an good hard race never was mm. <laughs> And then he got his revenge a few laps later. Mm. He did get revenge, to be fair. <laughs> Which right. definitely was his fault. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long how 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 long has he has he got in that car, do you think? Saw a tweet from <laughs> uh, saw a tweet from Will Buxton this afternoon. About mm. about the silly season. It was just after um it was just after the um rumours of Ricardo coming back started. Mm-hmm. Before before it was officially denied, then officially announced. Because everything happens in that order. Yes. And he was saying it would be great to see um, Perez, if Red Bull are getting rid of him, go back to uh, the Silverstone team and partner Alonso. So... Sorry, who, 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 who should do that? Sorry, I missed the first question. Perez. So, repl- basically, um, Will Buxton thinks that Perez should, should replace Stroll. Maybe. I feel you'd want somebody younger. Yeah, that's quite a quite an experienced mm. lineup, isn't it? Alonso and Perez. Yeah, but how much longer has he got in the car? I don't know. His dad must be getting... Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's a team principal in there. Uh-huh. Mm. But is he under instructions that Lance stays regardless of what he does? But he's also like... Or you get the feeling, obviously. I don't know the man. But you get the the feeling he's a very competitive person, so it must irritate him that his team isn't second in the championship when they they should be, mm-hmm. uh, and it must irritate him even more that the reason that they're not second in the championship is their is his son. Mm. And that's the other thing as well. I think the. As a as a as a parent, it's not just it's not just like putting like putting your child in a position that they want to be in. You want to see them succeed as mm-hmm. well. So it's not it's it it, it it can't be good to stick your kid in something that they're not succeeding at. Because mm. mm. I get the feeling that's probably hit. The, the Lawrence mindset is I'm going to get this team and this brand that have great history and pedigree and we're going to put some multiple time world champions in with him that he can learn from mm-hmm. and he's kind of given Lance everything you could possibly want to 
learn to be an F1 driver. Yeah. And it's still kind of like six out of ten. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think he'd do he'd do well in endurance racing. Well, you have to I look in your mirrors in endurance not... racing. Well, no, because you don't yeah. get mirrors. You've got a video display next to your steering wheel. <laughs> it still means paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's like. I don't think he's the worst driver on the grid. No, no. I think he's better than both AlphaTauri drivers. But I, I, oh, I feel like he's kind of twenty-four hours ago. He's hit his oh, ceiling, sorry. and it's a fairly unimpressive ceiling. Yeah, um, it's funny, isn't it? Every every. Formula One always has its Maldonado. Mm. Mm. You know, there's there's always that driver around, and that that driver is just Lance Stroll at the minute. Because there isn't a Latifi anymore. <laughs> because there's not a Latifi anymore, <laughs> and and or a Grosjean. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's why he's kind of struck lucky because there's all always been someone slower and crashier than him mm-hmm. and it's it's masked the um he's never been the the biggest problem yeah you know it, it, the major barrier botherer mm. and yeah i would i would say he is probably the weakest driver on the grid at the minute do you think i see i think he's stronger than devries i said at the minute not three hours ago oh i, I think he's stronger <laughs> than sonoda I'd take Stroll over Sonoda. Um, I don't know, because Sonoda, I think, has has it in him to be fast. I don't think he's got the car. Sonoda can be quick in a slow car. Stroll, at the moment, is being slow in a quick car. And, I argue and, we, don't, we don't know whether, Stroll, whether Sonoda's being slow, quick in a slow car, because we, how, how, we don't know how quick that car is. Well, what was it? Um, Franz Tost? Or was it even Marco said at the start of the season, I don't trust my engineers anymore. They didn't give me the car they promised. Yeah, no, what, what I mean is is because Nick DeVries is doing so bad and Sonoda's never set the world alight, that car could be better than it appears. I, mean, I guess I guess we'll find out in a fortnight. Well, hopefully. Mm. Ho- hopefully, yeah. Uh, then the then is, again, will we? Are. No, I, I think we'll, we'll find out in three weeks. Why? Because it, the next race is Hungary, and that's just Monaco with runoffs. Ah, you think we need to see yeah, Spa? Yeah, fair. Yeah, we we need we need to see a, a, another quick track, and I think that that's going to be Belgium. We'll get a good game. I mean, we'll know there's something going on if uh, Ricardo comes in with no testing, essentially, and beats Sonoda. Yeah. I do think that's a tall order, you know, that if for him to do that after not being a Formula One driver to being a Formula One driver again in a team that you know it's he hasn't driven for for a long time. Yeah, I I think the big achieve, a big achievement for Ricardo in Hungary will be getting it into Q two. I I don't yeah maybe I I'd argue that it'd just be a big achievement for a Toro Rosso, <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think that that's that's gonna, you know, I think that needs to be the um, that needs to be his aim at first. Yeah, don't look mm. for him at the start of this second half of the season. Look for him at the end. It is amazing that he's re- that they're they, they like replacing uh, him before the midpoint of the season. 
Well, they couldn't really get rid of him during the summer break because the first first race after the summer break is the Dutch Grand Prix, and that'd go down like a bucket of cold sick. Would they notice? <laughs> Would yeah. they? Ah, now I have um, I have heard back about this, and apparently, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, I don't think that's 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 not the Dutch driver that no um, they're buying I, tickets for. I asked um, I asked Baz last week about um, what the uh, what the Dutch press press coverage of De Vries is like. And it's usually, he gets a mention that he's finished 17th and that's about it. Mm. So, no, they probably wouldn't have actually noticed. But you, can, you can't bin somebody off before the home race. No. I don't know, did McLaren not fire Kevin Magnussen on his birthday once? Yeah, but it wasn't just before the Danish Grand Prix. Well, no, because that's not a thing. But, you know, I think there, is, there is, as far as I can see, no rule in F1 that you avoid sentimental situations. Uh, that was Ron Dennis that did that, and he doesn't actually have an ounce of sentiment in him anywhere. And uh, this was um, Helmut Marco. CM Punk got uh, sat. Has he from got the a WWE. seat for Red Bull? No, I, no he's been he's been linked with it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought sacked. I thought it was strictly Pepsi, and that was it. <laughs> He, yeah, he got sacked from WWE on his wedding day. Wow. Bearing in mind all this straight edge stuff, that's a reception I wouldn't have wanted to go to either. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that would have been any fun. <laughs> to, toast a happy couple with pro, vegan protein shakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pass on that one. Um, right, so we've done Aston Martin. Um, right. <laughs> Buckle up. It's Ferrari time. Ooh, fun. Um, somebody want to take this one first? Because oh, it's just oh, get the popcorn out. They just see that's it. They just mm-hmm. they just lost. Yeah, I mean, flood a few years. I don't hate it. Flood a few <laughs> years back, he accused Williams of forgetting how to win. Ferrari are forgetting how to come in the top five. Yeah, and but you can tell now by the drivers. You know, it's the. Especially science. Mm-hmm. He's such an emotive person that you, 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 when you see his face or even just listen to his voice, um, you can hear the uh, like dis, distrust's the wrong word, but it's that like, oh, really? Are we doing mm-hmm. this? What are we doing? Yeah, um, it's the always sort of double checking the team's working and yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, I I pinpointed the exact the exact second where Ferrari blew it this weekend, and it was Saturday afternoon. Um, when they were going back out after the red flag in qualifying, and they made Leclerc and Sainz swap places and put Leclerc in front in the mm. in the queue to go out on track mm-hmm. while they were both driving up the pit lane. Yeah, faffing for the sake of faffing. At least get them both out on track if you really feel the need to yeah. swap the order around. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you, mate. Sorry. Heck. <laughs> so, yeah, they, you know, they screwed it up then. Uh, it was just like, oh, this is this is going to be a prime Ferrari weekend. Had they not cocked it up before then as well? Because it was the issue with, was it... Every everyone, most people went out on slicks, but they put Leclerc on inters, and then they had to call him back in, and there was a bit of a tire faff right at the start of quali. Yeah, I mean that that was um, you know that that was a that was a low level mistake. That's I mean a lot of teams could have done that. I mean, if a lot of teams could have, but a lot of teams didn't. True, Ferrari did. 
I mean, at least it was <laughs> at least it was four of the same tire. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but how how much more can they can they screw things up? I mean, I I I, I don't think they've hit their ceiling. <laughs> I've got I've got a hundred percent faith in them that they yeah, can. They will they will they continue keep going. to find new and inventive ways to fuck it up. Yeah, uh, we we need to do a Ferrari special at one point. <sighs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just I just think it's so crazy. Like, imagine if um, if you were to jump back in time and watch the uh, like the like the cars getting like released again at the beginning of the year they were so confident so confident in what they'd done mm-hmm. and all the media was so confident that this was going to be a like a, a title challenging ferrari and i i couldn't be any further from the truth mm. yeah uh, i'm just looking fred Vasseur said um they were scared about tire degradation right yeah. Even though they were at that point either side of a Mercedes on a higher degrading tyre than they were on, who was fine? Yes. I see. Yeah. George Russell, 22 laps on a set of softs. I think it might have been slightly more. Because the the pit window for softs was 10. 10 to 15. Yeah. And... Then Ferrari on the mediums was like, "Oh Pits no, we'll, first. Oh no, we'll we'll bring them in. We'll bring them in. We'll, oh God, safety car." Mm-hmm. Mm. But it was blatantly obvious there was going to be a safety car. But they'd already, I think they'd already pitted by the time the D- car was on fire. Um, oh, I I thought they came in during the VSC. I, may, I think I Leclerc may be wrong. pitted. Leclerc pitted quite a bit before Russell. Um. Because there was there was a window where had Russell pitted, then he would have come out ahead of Leclerc. I mean, he ended up ahead of Leclerc anyway. But um, briefly, he ended up back behind Leclerc. Oh yeah, sorry, Leclerc think, pitted on uh, lap eighteen and Science on. I think 26. was it Russell? Was it Russell who came in under the VSC? Uh, yes, it was. Got you. Mm. And yeah, and I, that I was, can't that, quite that was remember. what made him do that that brilliant move around the outside of. Uh, uh, Leclerc, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, Ferrari managed to uh, completely shag the pit stop. So, Russell did a total of 31 laps on those soft tyres. Because there were three laps old when he put them on mm-hmm. and um, pitted at the end of pitted on lap 28. Yeah, mm. it's not bad going. I'm pitted at the end of lap 28. So, yeah, he actually got more use out of a set of softer tyres and yeah, Fred Vasseur's got it right they they were acting scared and um, does he does he actually say anything else? We now need to have a deep look at the weekend, not just not just the race, I think we didn't do the long stint on Friday under the soft compound because Charles was stuck in the garage well they've got two cars to get long, uh, long run data haven't they? Well, yes. That that should be the idea. Yeah. Um, no, the co- the cocked up the strategy. Mercedes, and in particular, George Russell outfoxed them because they they came in early because they thought he was going to have to pit and his times were going to fall off. And even though it blatantly wasn't happening, 
and it didn't happen afterwards. Mm. It was funny that, wasn't it? it was like, I, I don't think enough people took enough notice of what George Russell was doing quick enough. Yeah, it was it was kind of um, I mean even Crofty was a bit surprised by the um by the amount of time he was staying out. Bruntle certainly mm. was. Yeah. And you know, lo- logic and parality both said there's no way that you can do more than sort of 15 16 laps on a set of softs. And mm. I was like, right, okay, I'll do twice that. And you know, someone someone's out strategized Ferrari and come out well ahead of them because of it. Everything points to Ferrari being crap. Vissera's got so much work on his hands. I just, I just, yeah. you know, I've never, I've never envied a Ferrari team principal, and I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I feel it should be more. You know, you know the they should have done. Something should look like it's been sorted out internally because it's okay. Like fair enough, they didn't build the car that they thought they were going to. So, I don't think that's necessarily like, especially at the beginning of the year, it wasn't necessarily a bad car. I just think them and other teams, well, them and Mercedes mainly, underestimated the the, the leap forward that the Red Bull would take. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was it was already a pretty dominant car, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it's even more dominant. But what's worrying is is that so that's fine. I can I can get you going the, down the wrong de- development path, or you know, you just took it for granted that the numbers that another team were going to come up with were lower than you know that than you thought they were going to be. Oh, sorry, higher than you thought they were going to be. But there seems to be no improvement on the operational side of Ferrari. No, no, it's still it's still the headless chicken clan show. Mm. You know when when you get when you get your drivers questioning your um, their race engineers every, that much. Every single every single choice. It's not just like an odd thing. It's questioning every single choice. But when you've got that much previous at doing it wrong, what what else can the drivers do? Oh yeah, no, I I one hundred percent agree with them. I and um, I think there's a very good chance that science, especially because he does seem to be one of those drivers that can really uh, take in what's going on around him mm-hmm. and like process that whilst driving a Formula One car. I think he's probably better off just running his own strategy most of the time. I think he has done, hasn't he? A it's few what, times. It's what won won him the race at Silverstone last yeah. year. You know, may, maybe they should sort of take a few notes from that. It's like you know, the guys are at the guys at the sharp end that are actually doing the race have got a better idea of what's going on than what our strategy software has dictated that we should do. Mm. I'd love to be there for a debrief. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yes, I imagine that's. Uh... Yeah. Quite something, yeah. That that would that would make um, you know that that would make um, a pissed off Gunter Steiner sound like the bloody bedtime story on CBeebies. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, could you imagine him doing the bedtime story on CBeebies? Oh, be it, belt. <clears throat> it's probably going to happen at some point. 
We should we should start a petition. <laughs> it's just occurred to me. We talked about we talked about Aston Martin, uh, but we didn't really talk about Alonso a great deal. And he was a t- he was a tad anonymous, and that car hasn't really advanced when other cars seem to have. Do you get the feeling this track just did not work for that car? Yeah, I I think so. Because obviously, I mean, Stroll was well off it, but Alonso wasn't where he normally would be either. Mm. Mm. And therefore, I, I probably think, didn't I think that have was just the sort of like I, the, the setup and the data to help Stroll catch up. Yeah, I think that was the, the car didn't suit them. Mm-hmm. That magnified uh, Stroll's issues. Yeah, and the reason it was where it, where it was anyway was just Alonso doing Alonso things. Mm. Mm. I think we'll see a better performance from Alonso next week because Hungary is one of his um, one of his favourite tracks. Yeah, I, I think he could win next week. That'd be fun. Mix bold, it up a bit. Bold predictions already. I I'm still on for the Red Bull clean sweep. Although the worse Perez does in qualifying, the less confident I'm, <laughs> it's all I am Max. about that because it's all on Max. <laughs> but I mean, technically, Max is winning the constructors' championship on his own. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which, is, in fairness, is why Perez isn't going to get fired by the end of the year because Red Bull will still win those two titles. Yeah, but it it will be damning if Max actually does get to the end of the season <laughs> with enough points to have won the constructors. Yeah, I think I put a, a sneaky bet on um, Austin Martin winning the constructors before the like before the season started, and uh, if Stroll. <laughs> If Stroll sorted himself out at the beginning of the year, like I, I might have still felt like this was possible. Not face planted off his bike or whatever it was that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, right. What's next? Mercedes. Um, the Diva Two Point Oh. I don't. I don't. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't mean Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> D- difficult, actually, to sort of. Judge because got a podium, yeah, great. Um, both cars sort of running quite well, but didn't have the sort of. I mean, we sort of mentioned it earlier, but that kind of that killer speed to get past two McLarens on hard tires when they both had. I think Russell had slightly worn mediums at that point, didn't he? And Lewis yeah. had the new and softs. Oscar was on mediums as well, though, wasn't he? No, I think Oscar was on hards. Yeah, both oh, McLarens right. went on to hards because they. Um, they ate through for, them in for quali- reasons. Well, they yeah. ate, they ate through them in qualifying. Yeah, I checked that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Oscar's on a medium. Pretty sure. But yeah, I mean, in 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 either case, definitely the Hamilton Norris one. You would have expected. Here, off he goes, and it yeah, just didn't seem to be an yeah. overtaking car. The, the that's to say they they were quick. I felt. Mm-hmm. Bad for George because George really got screwed over in the with the pit stop. Yeah, the t- the timing of the safety car didn't do him any favors at all. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I can't help but think that you know it's a better car than they make it out to be. You know, the, you'd think it was an Alpine the way they talk about it sometimes, or mm. a um, a Haas. And you just think, you know, it's you you're on the podium and you. And you're saying it's an awful car, but that's that's the way that Formula One's always worked, isn't it? You know, interview a winning driver. Like, How did your race go? 
you know, while you're there spraying the champagne. Can oh, confirm, by the way, um, Norris and Piastri both started on hards and switched on. Sorry, both started on medium, switched on to hards. Piastri went a couple of laps earlier than Norris. So it was hards as well? They were both ah, on right, hards. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. So no, no, yeah, the... Yeah, Mercedes just couldn't overtake again. Yeah, mm. very bizarre. Don't build a car to follow. Yeah, so, yeah, Russell, at the restart, his mediums were one lap older than Piastri's hards, so should have been Yeah, there should have been a real advantage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Silverstone is... I mean, Pirelli came up with the ultra-hard tyre as yeah. an option for it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. What was it? The the orange banded one, I think. <laughs> something like it, that, or or ice blue, or something. It never got it never got used, but there was always the option there. And of course, this year the hardest tire is the one they didn't use again, the C zero, just yes. to, just to confuse the issue. Um, yeah, so it looks like the hard tires actually came into their own a lot quicker and seemed to be seemed to be the better tire option, but Mercedes being terrible um in in their world it's probably just because it's you know they're not winning races and yeah if you know if you're not first you're last mm. i think they'll be good again in hungary i think they'll, i think they'll do all right there i mean hungary's a very chassis dependent circuit isn't it so it's 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 a bit of a leveler mm. and if we yeah, get if, and if we if we get rain that'll really sort things out I, that, that was all that this this Grand Prix was missing this weekend, as if that rain had hit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we had what a light sprinkle for about two laps on a couple of corners. I think, was it George said he had a couple of drops on his visor and one of the cameras slightly picked it up, and I think that was about it. Yeah, mm. but can you trust George when he says it's raining? No. <laughs> you know, when I'm, uh, when I'm in a sim race and um, I'm sweating down the inside of my glasses, I call that Russell rain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, McLaren. Yep, latest we've ever done McLaren at a British Grand Prix because it's the first their first time on the podium since 2012. Yeah, so it's exciting. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean they said there's upgrades to the car, and by God, we found found that out Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, Lando wasn't fastest Q2. He did. He he did say that he was in the press um, in the press pit afterwards. In his mind, yeah. he was fastest in Q two. Yeah, he was actually slower than Piastri in Q two because <laughs> Piastri was second. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, qualifying mm-hmm. they were. I mean, Piastri only just um, only just scraped into Q two. I thought, oh, Lando's got the car. Mm-hmm. Um. Great, Piastri's not got knocked out, that's good. And then Q2, second and third, Q3, second and third. It's like, hang on a second. What is what is going on? And, you know, they said they, said there were upgrades, but they're still saying the car's a beast. In not a good way. <laughs> um, but it... Sorry, I'm going all partisan. It's great to see. I've been a McLaren fan since James Hunt. We've lost Lee. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody... Do, is, there, is there anyone that just doesn't like McLaren? 
And, you know, so like you get people that don't like teams. McLaren just seems to be one of those teams like Williams that it's pretty universal you want to see them do okay. I mean, Mercedes probably aren't a fan after seeing the arse end of the two McLarens for so yeah, much. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Fernando's, had, the... Fernando's had his differences. <laughs> Fernando has definitely had his differences. <laughs> and I can't imagine they'll get a Christmas card from K-Mag. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd imagine... Um... Oh, Stoffel as well. I don't, I don't, Stoffel, yeah. yeah I, don't think, I don't think he'd go out for a beer with them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the... Mika Hakkinen thinks they'll be challenging Red Bull before the end of the year. A bit exciting. Yeah, everyone everyone was asking, um, you know, has he had another serious head injury after he said that? And then by the end of the race, it was like, mm, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. might have something there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be tricky for him at the more chassis-dependent circuits because Lando says that the main problem is the car isn't great in slow corners. Now, Hungary is made of slow corners. Yeah. Um, we'll see because at the moment on a performance like that, is he back sanding? Well, this is the thing. It's it, they might he might be saying they're not great in the slow corners, but there isn't a lot of slow corners at Silverstone. So this is going to be the first like slow corner circuit that these upgrades have been to. Mm. So that they don't exactly know what it what it's going to be. You know, the data is telling them one thing, but look at what Ferrari's data tells them, and look how it plays out in real life still got another 25 percent of this like upgrade coming too oh isn't it the isn't it the finished article yet no no they they they, they've been there was like the the first upgrade they they referred to as like being like 50 percent of the upgrade this there for this weekend they had an extra 25 percent and they said there's another 25 percent of the upgrade coming wow that's fun um, so apparently there's been 11 different upgrades on the car. Yeah, well, so I can't remember who said it in McLaren, but he said that you might as well call it a B-spec car now. Certainly a, certainly a B-spec aero package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, judging, um, judging by everything that's, um, everything that's been changed on it. Um, and it just, I'm looking at, um... Uh, Giorgio Piola's drawings of it and they just look like very very minor things but that's how F1 works and I wish I understood more of it Mm. (laughs) we need to get scalps back on at some point I hope this isn't the last McLaren podium of the year I think we're in with a shout of seeing them up there at um, Spa and Monza Monza's a really good shout because they are pretty quick. And I wouldn't rule Suzuka out. If, and actually oh, say, saying yes. that, Lando's pretty hot around Spa as well, isn't he? He was he was on for pole that year until he mm. threw it into Eau Rouge. Yeah. And then the barrier. <laughs> Aside from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apart apart from crashing. Um so yeah, I think I think we'll see we'll see good things from either side of the summer break. Mm. Oh, very... Have we got Spa before the summer break this year? Controversially, yes. Break? Yes. Um, yeah, Spa is in three weeks' time, and then we get the three-week summer break, and it's back um, the Dutch GP mm-hmm. on the weekend that we normally associate with Spa. So have we got three left for the summer break, or two? Two. Two. 
two. Yeah. So weekend off this weekend. Hungry. Then spa. Then spa, mm-hmm. and then the summer break. And sleepy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lining, lining up something special for the uh, for the summer break, so we'll have to do shows all the way through it. Nice. Because I know we I know we've been off the boil of late. It's this having a job business. It's a pain in the arse. We've been off the boil, but we're still simmering. I yeah. think. I think. Yeah, I think we are simmering, simmering away nicely. Yeah, reducing. Um, yeah, I, d- I do want to thank. Um, do want to thank Manscaped as well for their their support. Um, yeah. If you want to take advantage of the offers that they've got, uh, just use code three L four W at the checkout, and you'll get twenty percent off, free shipping, and in my words from last week, feel like an eel. Yeah. So that things Treat aren't simmering. Well. Keeps you fresh. It, it keeps yeah. you fresh, especially especially the uh, toner and the deodorant. What? I can't. I can't. I, 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 the, I, do you know, I, I can't wait to try the ball toner. I think, like, it's, you probably I, never I, realized your balls were so untoned no, pre this moment. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I'd like to know how many, like, how, how long am I allowed to do it before it becomes inappropriate? Um, in private, as long as you want. In public, <laughs> <laughs> you do realise it's not like an exercise device. It's 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 a cosmetic. It's a mist. It's a, it mist. a mist. It's a mist. How many how many tones is self love? <laughs> <laughs> no more than three shakes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Manscaped. If you want to, um, if you want to place an order, then uh, you will actually be um, be helping us out a great deal. That wasn't a fully fledged advert, so that's staying in for the patrons. Okay. Um, that just that just leaves Red Bull. Actually, yeah, let's say it like it is. The other the other binary team: one all conquering car, one all conquering driver, and Sergio Perez. Well, do you know what this shows to me? It just shows what a good job Max Verstappen's doing. Mm. Yeah, that's Cause, fair. Because it's yeah, it's not like you can just we, we've seen cars in the past that have been so dominant you can throw at like a lead driver in one car and a squirrel in the other <laughs> and you're still going to get two cars on the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just shows what a phenomenal job Max is doing. I mean, we, you can't put everything on um, on Perez for this one because they sent him out at the wrong time in Q1. Mm-hmm. If they'd have hung on thirty seconds, mm-hmm. he would have made it into Q two, and then things might things might have been different. Would he? Yeah, I mean the track the track was coming coming too that quick. The yeah, the- but he just, he still had to do the lap though. You, you never just I'm I, I'm just playing devil's advocate because yeah, yeah. Perez has been so off the boil in qualifying that regardless of when he went out, you, you know he might not have. Uh, improved. I mean, the when you look at Albon, when Albon was sent sent out, the uh, he ended up setting a faster time while the track was getting slower and it was starting to rain. If you remember, mm. but I think I think he'd got his quick sectors in before the rain had hit properly. Perez, yeah, it's, Perez it's just, was at only. Some point you've got to do a job. You've got to do the job, mm. and Perez it, seems to be struggling with the. It was only. It was only two. Early. Just just shy of two hundredths of a second short of um, making it through and knocking Alonso out. Mm. I think Alonso had the same issue, didn't he? He was one of the first to. Check he was the one flag. of the first to first to cross the line after the flag. Yeah, I mean Perez was on another lap, uh, but then Bottas broke down. Yeah, so we had to abandon it because there was double waved yellows, and of course you can't set your fastest time. Mm. It's possibly the biggest impact Ocon had all week, and not Ocon. Bottas, Bottas had all weekend. 
Yep, definitely a participation award nominee <laughs> just just for participating in Red Bull qualifying. Do you think they messed up with um because that that was when the red flag came out, yeah? So Perez was sat at the end of the pit lane waiting to go out first. Yeah? Yeah, I mean he was there a good um two minutes before the session was due to restart. Yeah. But again, though, that, that that's the, he, did, he did get his lap in. He, the thing, he got the a lap thing is, though, he didn't, he didn't have a time, did he? Because I think he, I think he'd had one deleted or he'd abandoned the lap. Yeah, but that, that's for I me. Mean. Like that, when he was sat there, you know, he got he got his lap in, but everyone else improved more. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just he he was on the bubble. That's the problem. Mm. You know, even even if he'd managed to get through, he shouldn't have been there in the first place for that to happen. No, no, he he shouldn't. Um, I think the pressure's getting to him. I think he's. I think I've always thought he's a great driver, and you know, I was made up for him when um, when he got a win, mm-hmm. yeah, in the racing point. Got the Red Bull drive. It's like, oh yeah, you know, th- this just puts that really crappy season at McLaren firmly mm-hmm. behind him. Because... Side note, I had 100% forgotten about the name Racing Point. <laughs> Force Point India Jordan, mm-hmm. Spiker, Middle and Silverstone <laughs> team. And now we appear to be getting the McLaren Perez all over again. I, do you know what I think the problem is? I think it's... I, I think he's a perfect good driver. I think it took him ages to shake off the... Um, I've... You know, I'm a decent Formula One driver, but let's be honest, I'm bringing Bank with me, and it, it it's it fe- it feels like it was that move to Red Bull that did that. You know, that made him be a Formula One driver and not the Mexican, which had a load of money behind him as well. Um, and it was great when he when he, you know to see him win races and and be up there, but it feels like it's this year when he really believed he was going to challenge Max for a world championship, mm-hmm. and it. It's that extra step to try and match Max Verstappen, which I think's like done him. I, I think he's just operate. He, he's trying to operate outside of his ceiling to match Max Verstappen, and it's not working out. Yeah, controversial I, uh... theory: the year that Perez was at McLaren was when they were doing Tuned. Yes. And I think, I'm pretty certain it was the year that De Vries was in Tuned. Yes. And now Perez has gone off the boil at Red Bull the year that De Vries is in F1. But now De Vries has gone from F1. <laughs> so Perez should be fine. De Vries is the problem. Ah. Right. <laughs> And it's a wild I, theory. I, I didn't say it was a good one. And I'm, in, I'm into this theory. So, at what point does Jensen Button come back? <laughs> yes. Well, he said he said he was going to probably going to race full time next year because he's enjoyed doing part time stuff this season. There you go. It's happening. Le Mans, and he's doing. Uh, I think he's doing another NASCAR race before the season's over. Shock Red Bull to re- return. Well, uh, for signing for Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I think we fixed all the problems there. To be honest, there's none left. All we need to do, all we need to wait for is Helmut Marco to come out with his own animated series called Bold. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him ideas. <laughs> for obvious reasons, won't be made in 3D. You know, I'm I'm really starting to like Helmut Marco. 
I think the when I, when I read comments from him about like the DeVries stuff, the the genuinely seems to be like this childish piss boiler. <laughs> where... There's no filter. No, which he is knows quite exactly good what entertainment. He's and he's yeah. just he's not long turned 80, and that's the age where you stop giving a toss, and he never gave one, so what the hell is he going to be like in the future? <laughs> exactly. I think he might be my Pokemon evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the faster side of the garage, though. Um, I mean, another... I, I'm, I'm sick of saying another flawless performance from Max. It was all he, the all he did wrong all weekend was a little bit of wheel spin off the start. Yeah, and yeah. A, a little bit of me, a little bit of me thinks he let his he let his mate lead into the first corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, within two laps of getting DRS, right? See ya. Yeah, because it was like Lando Lando raced him into the first corner. Piastri was like, "Oh, can I have a go at this?" And Max was like, "Absolutely fucking not." Mm. And uh, but yeah, there's a, a little bit of me thinks that. Max already kind of knew I've got the McLarens, so he just he he didn't he wasn't worried about Norris leading into the first corner. It sounds plausible. I hate it when you do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that uh, that car is. I'm going to stick my neck out. I think this is just about the best thing that Adrian Newey's ever come up with. Do we not say that every year, though? That's because he keeps improving. <laughs> Hakkinen, 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 the 2000 and what was it? Hakkinen, Coulthard, McLaren that lapped the grid. Uh, 99. Yeah, I think that's the best Newey car. I mean, that, that, that was utterly ridiculous. And they, you know, yeah. they invented the drive-through penalty in that as well. Yeah. By, the, a, uh, by accident. <laughs> and, st- and still won the race. Yeah. Um, that was that the second brake pedal car as well, wasn't it? I think that uh, I think that was the two thousand one. Oh, was the, it the second brake pedal? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I think I, that that one always sticks to me because I, I remember that race, and I was just thought, oh well, this is this is not good for this is not good for a sport. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it that much. I changed cigarette brands. <laughs> 97 it was wasn't it was it 97 no 90, um, 97 was the first year that Hakkinen got a win and then yeah then destroyed everyone oh, for the next two yeah, seasons yeah yeah because that was still 97 was still Williams Ferrari wasn't it so it would have been 98 yeah yeah thought so yeah no it was, um, it was either 98 or 99 when well it was both 98 and 99 when they just destroyed the rest of the field mm. but I, I want to say it was I want to say it was the 2001 that had the uh, the extra brake pedal yeah I found some amazing out the other day yeah what We've did got, you find out uh, I, I'm going to try and get the pictures off him if I can so we can share them with our uh, like on the on three legs four wheels but I was speaking to like uh, Alien Addict, uh, the YouTube channel I'm on. Um, we've got a video editor in Scotland who's a, a, prof- a professional photographer, and he does like all the like he does our clips channel and stuff like that for us. Uh, and he used to photograph Formula One cars. Yeah, because, I got the pictures. Uh, yeah, well, he 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 was he did like a 
whatever it was when he was when he was younger um for the for a photography company that used to like follow the follow the races around and he was uh thrown out like when they when they eventually because he was like just gophering for the photographers you know for film and stuff like that and uh when they eventually trusted him enough to stick a bib on him uh, he said they went and stuck me in like an innocuous place of a track like go on just go stand there with the camera and enjoy yourself for the afternoon and he took the pictures of Mika Hakkinen crying at the side of the track when his where, when he crashed. Was it in? Was that Monza? Uh, yeah, it was Monza at the first chicane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he said, I went from being the kid they stuck with a bib on uh, to like to keep me busy for the afternoon to walking back into the paddock and all the photographers going, "What have you got then?" <laughs> But yeah, I'll speak to him see if I can get something for up on the yeah get, yeah, get those we'll nice. share those on the socials and the website. That'd be mm-hmm. uh, that that'd be great to see. Uh, right, rock stars and wankers. Um, as always, our good mate Wings Triumphant has come up with the preliminary list, and we have rock stars McLaren. Yes, uh, fantastic upgrades and what a comeback. Uh, Hamilton, solid driving and taking advantage to hold a podium. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think I'd agree with that. The crowd and their epic roars and cheers. I was trying to, convince, trying to convince people this is not fake pipes in crowd noise. This is what Silverstone sounds like. They do mic the crowd up, but I don't think they mic the crowd up more than at any other races. It's the Silverstone crowd is that bloody loud. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Magnuson's engine for spicing up the race. Yeah, I imagine Kevin Magnussen personally would disagree. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably firmly in the wanker category from him. But yeah, it did it did liven proceedings up. Yeah, and Albon for a fantastic drive and quality. Yes. Um, do we have anything else in the rock stars? Have we got anything between us? Ooh. Sam Ryder. Yes, for just generally being an all-round Gen- good egg. Yeah, generally being there, being enthusiastic, and sporting his Iron Maiden Future Pass tour shirt. Which he had been at the night before. Uh, Honourable mention to Martin Brundle for the way he handled the model on the grid. <laughs> oh, Cara Car- Car- yeah. she, she She has been yeah. unhappy about it on social. Um, she <laughs> She's... I feel slightly sorry for her because she's she is saying she was told by the people she was there with not to do interviews, which is terrible advice from them because yeah. they will have known there was only one way that was going to go if that's what they've told. Oh, her. Unless they were deliberately setting her up to fail, in which case, that. they, if that's the case, they're going in the rock star column. <laughs> so well done, Alfa Romeo. Um, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't. It was a slightly awkward incident, wasn't it? Maybe they were thinking they won't come to us because we're anonymous. <laughs> I fucking hate it, though. Like, I really hate it. Like The only reason you're on the grid is because mm-hmm. you're famous. Yeah. So just be just be famous. That's what we're asking you to do. Yeah. That's For what, 30 that's seconds, what can are, you yeah, yeah. tell us who you're there with, say you're looking forward to the race, and tell us who your favourite driver is. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. It, even Kylie managed it in Monaco. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, well, well I, at least like, she had like tenuous links through formula one didn't 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 she in the like the form of jacques villeneuve yes and her, a they, couple of months yeah. and her sister yeah yeah and and vanessa may in the same year <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the triple crown right <laughs> but um I, I you would think whoever's in charge of these people would just say, look, at some point, 
like this little English guy is going to come up to you and stick a microphone <laughs> in your face. Just say like you really enjoyed the last race and you hope Verstappen wins this one and then walk away. Because I think I think he's quite good, isn't he, at reading whether or not they've actually got banter or well, just sort yeah. of like, oh, okay, yeah. thank you, bye, move on very quickly. I think he can kind of tell. Who was it Who was it he was speaking to on the grid where you could obviously tell that he was getting everything fed through to his ear because it was someone oh, it was that a, he, he blatantly never Florence heard of. Florence Pugh, yes. the actress who, um, she was there because she's just signed on as an ambassador for Jackie Stewart's charity. Mm. And yeah, I kind of got the feeling he's, he wasn't super familiar with her. and But she came across well. She was obviously being paid to be there and managed to... String together a few sentences. And got to wave the checkered flag. Yes. I've got it sussed. Hmm? You know how you have driver briefings? Yes. Well, we need it at the beginning of the weekend. Celeb briefings. Benedict Cumberbatch can do all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how to behave. What what do we reckon to um, the Brad Pitt cars taking part in the formation lap? I can't say I actually noticed them. I didn't notice either. I, I knew it was happening, but at the time, I, I, in fairness, I think I was still recovering from the national anthem. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, won't we just? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't personally notice. I've seen, I've seen the what's meant to be the plot of this film uh-huh. that he's doing, and it looks like it's bloody driven all over again. Oh, it looks terrible. Mm. But apparently, it's going to be done that earnestly and seriously. Oh God. No, the, it needs it needs to be aware of the fact that it's bad. Yeah, it, no, it's gonna it's gonna be right. I've got classifications here. It's gonna be a bad film rather than a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Oh right, okay. There's a di- good. You know, there's a, there's a difference. Yeah. Like, um, Killer so, so Killer Sofa, Killer and Birdemic are bad movies. Right? Yeah, entertaining enough, but void of any art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, the remake of Rollerball is a bad film. Yeah, it's so bad it can't even be rescued by taking the piss out of it. Mm. And I've only seen the first hour of the remake of Rollerball and I gave in. <laughs> Put the original on. Um, right, wankers. Uh, what's it got here? Perez for that Q1 exit. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. Right, what it's actually put is Ferrari for take your pick. Yes, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> I mean... We, we've got um, we've got a channel on a chat channel on our Discord just for rock stars and wankers nominations, and I think I've got um, Ferrari and the wanker column pinned as a message. <laughs> so it, it, it's the first thing everybody sees when they go into the channel, mm. and nobody's argued about it. Good um, trophy wanker, trophy wanker for essentially taking having two British drivers on the podium at Silverstone and taking all of the energy out of the podium because he was terrified that they might get a bit of champagne on the trophy. Oh, did they take the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the BDRC Cup away? Yeah, yeah. And it could, and essentially Lando was having none of it. <laughs> and that's when he went for the second go with his like champagne spike thing. And uh everything got drenched at that point, including the trophy. But when I was watching it, I was there thinking, We just fuck off. This is not your time. This is the, <laughs> like, this is this is not about you. I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to polish it again. Yeah, I mean that BRDC trophy has been through a hell of a lot. Yeah, I think any I, sort I, of storied trophy has I mean the fucking the Copa del Rey in Spain got run over by a double decker bus, they fixed it. It's fine. I have 
a fucking solid memory that I hope is real and I haven't invented it. A solid memory of Johnny Herbert filling that thing with champagne and wearing the lid as a hat. <laughs> that, I feel like I can picture it. I feel like that's a real thing. Mm. But yeah, this is the thing. Sporting trophies go through it. It's part of their existence. I mean, Christ, I, I was even allowed to hold the um, hold David Coulthard's Monaco trophy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Photographic evidence exists. I didn't. I didn't fill it with Red Bull and no. wear the lid as a hat. Rory you know McIlroy, I, I believe, filled the claret jug with Jaeger bomb when he won the <laughs> uh, the Open Golf a few years back. Just, <laughs> I'm sure, it was very classy. Do you know what I always regret? I Go always on. regret us not asking if we could hold the world the trophy, like the World Championship trophy when we were at Merck. You mean the one that was um, behind three inch thick bulletproof glass? It wasn't three inch thick bulletproof <laughs> glass. <laughs> I it feel like that's one of those cabinet. things you have to be invited to do. I think. I think. I think at that point we were so we we we'd worn our, ourselves over in that place so well. <laughs> I think if we'd said. Can we can we just hold this thing? I think we'd have got away with it. Bearing in mind, ten minutes earlier, we'd just seen that season's car ten days before the launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 were, we we were vibing. Say, we can we can say that now because um, our contact there doesn't work at Brackley anymore. He's gone back to Stuttgart. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was a good tour. That it, was good fun. It was. Um, got another wanker nomination for Stroll. That's fair. I'll take it. Um, just honourable mention for Kieran because he's there. I, I, he was mortified with Stroll, wasn't he? He was. He's, he's mortified. He couldn't be on this podcast to talk about him. Yes. Yeah. He was. He was desperate to um, rip Stroll a new one. Um, participation award. Oh, God. Oof. I mean, you can take your pick, really, can't you? Yeah. I mean. Um... Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo is where my first thought goes also. Ah, funnily enough, from Wings, Alfa Romeo in general. I think anonymous is too general, too generous a term, seeing as they're just non-existent. Mm. Uh, Sonoda for a thrilling P16 to P16 drive. Um, Any more anonymous than John Cena is going to be in the second car. <laughs> uh, Gennady reckons everyone from Sergeant to DeVries. Pre-stroll penalty. Well, anonymous. I, yeah, I don't that's, think I, that's I, unfair for Sergeant. Yeah, I don't think Sergeant. I don't think Sergeant was um, particularly anonymous. No, I, I think he had quite a good race. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, everyone from Bottas down. Yeah, <clears throat> he did. He didn't win from the pit stops either, did he, Sergeant? I don't think. And no, I don't think he had. I think he had a neutral pit stop. I think. Yeah. I think he sort of neither really gained nor lost. Yeah, he pitted at um, pitted at the same time as Piastri on lap twenty nine. So I think that was under the VSC, wasn't it? Oh, right. So, so, he, so he must have had some sort of net loss then, probably, because Piastri lost out through the pit stops, didn't he? Because that's how Lewis got him. Yeah. So he probably he, he probably did drop a little bit then. But yeah, I thought it was Pia- I thought it was um, Sergeant's best weekend. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, by uh, by a hell of a long way. Um. Right. I think that that about. Wraps it all up, doesn't it? I think so. 
Yeah, so apologies for being uh, a day late this week if you were expecting it to come out on Tuesday, but it's probably just as well that Worked we were. Out well. well, we would have been mm. cursing Red Bull this afternoon, wouldn't we? Just like we're <laughs> going to be cursing whatever Wednesday news happens tomorrow after we publish it, and I don't have time for a jump cut. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, um, after we missed Monday, we've not been great at doing the Tuesday shows, so we should probably just be happy it's only 24 hours later. Yes. Yeah, that is, that is true. And <laughs> next Monday, I promise not to be as knackered when I get home from work. No, you can still be knackered. We'll just still do a podcast. Yeah, so just, just show up. It, That's all we ask. Yeah, it, it will be there, <laughs> but it just might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Right, if you want to get in touch, then um, threelegsporewheels at gmail.com for the old school email. Website is threelegsporewheels.com. Um, at threelegsporewheels on all the socials, and we have the new social as well because we're on threads. <gasps> I said our resident, our first thread was our resident musketeer won't like this fact. Oh, no, I've, I've, I've no interest in it. I've, <laughs> it's, uh, I've no interest in, um, like, left-wing truth social that's all it is i'd rather stay in the middle one there isn't a middle one we'll not go in we'll not go into that we'll not go into that um (laughs) but yeah at three legs four wheels on um all the socials and on twitter individually we are at sean cowper at the lee stevens and at pablo 100 also at flood 21 and at kieran is boring uh right we will be back next week come hell or high water and uh we'll have the Hungarian Grand Prix to look forward to and whatever news has come out on Wednesday. Yeah. Because there's bound to be some. Oh, and don't forget, if you want to support us, then patreon.com slash threelegs4wheels. One currency unit a month gets you the early shows when we record on time, ad-free shows when we've got advertisers, except for the current Manscaped deal, and um, the occasional extra Patreon look at what we've been doing, honest, we've got a life kind of shows. <laughs> that depends oh, yeah, on us actually I've, having a life though I've, I, I had messages over the course of the week asking about my uh, stolen car story that we were going <laughs> to do on the next one so we'll make, I'll make sure I tell you that on the next Patreon uh, we'll, uh, we'll try, and get, try and get a Patreon show in next week and uh, we just have one other request as well a future guest has asked for the return of a total shunt and I'm just going to leave it at that <gasps> we'll see a future it, guest a future guest is that a guest we've never had on before? That is a guest we've never had on before. Well, it would be rude not to it do prob- it. Then, it we can it? probably make an exception for a, I th- a newbie. I, I think that may, that may have to happen. So, um, got fuck all better to do over the summer, haven't we? Let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even got a garden to have a barbecue in anymore. So hang, hang on a second. The, it, this is the guest I think we're talking about, yeah? I think it is, yes. Right. And he's he's already listened to the podcast. Yeah, apparently. Right. Wowzers. <laughs> An old one as well, if it's got a total shunt in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a classic listener. Yeah. Crazy. It's cool. Oh, well. Yeah, just have to wait and see what happens there. Right. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.